0: Okay, here we go. And the here we go. Mikey He's shoot. about to get crazy and and here, radio, and here we so go. Wow, don't touch a radio die Here we go. Jane the back, sports talk, listen to that, and stay tuned for some giggles and last ghosts. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. This episode, eighty-five of the spectacular podcast called Planet Mikey, with super sexy Mike Adams on the mound with his bushing stuff, sinkers and splitters and wild pitches, and his battery mates, bad boy Bill Smith, thank you, whose specialty is pass balls, and bullpen Ben Kitchen, whose specialty is spitting tobacco juice. I'm Steve Pastaconis, professional announcer. And I don't suck. Tonight's episode is entitled, What in God's Name Has Happened to Sports Radio, WEI? And for that matter, what the Christ is wrong with the United States? And now, to introduce our special guest and multimedia star scribe from Boston's broadsheet, here's the still undefeated pitching star from Manchester, Connecticut's Little League, also Avon Old Farms, the Winged Beavers, Mikey adams Wow, oh, Steve said that was a good job. Where, is he re, re, I thought we does, fired him. Does he do these from a remote location? He does them for $16 an episode. Oh, all right. By the way, yes, I am an undefeated pitcher in my life. Did you know that? Did you know that? I did not know that. Undefeated. Never mind Elroy Face or Ron Guidry. My winning percentage is 1,000. <laughs> I was 5-0 and in Little League and 1-0 and with a save at Avon Old Farms. Wow. Still pitching. Yeah, I'm still
1: pitching. <laughs> I'm still
0: pitch. Yep. And yep. my wife will tell you that. Uh, our guest is the great Chad Finn. Now, the great, I used to call him Hack Finn, and he, <laughs> he didn't care. So I said, all right, well, that's not fair. He's not a hack at all. He's been with the Globe for 12 years, Boston.com. He's been a media columnist, sports columnist. Uh, and after a distinguished career, touching all the bases was the runner-up in the uh, editor and publisher's best sports blog category of the EPI Awards. Did you know that that was Chad's? <laughs> yeah, he also uh, may be best known for his careful and precise reporting of the R- Boston radio wars that have been going on in Boston, in Boston radio sports in New England since 2008. That's why people like him. It's Chad Finn! Hey, Chad. <laughs>
1: I need to update that bio, man. <laughs> <laughs> How's that, huh?
0: We gave you the royal treatment. And by the way, Chad, third time on the podcast. He and uh, he's like one of the top performers in this uh, this particular uh, genre. He's in rarefied air for our show. How's things in Maine, my friend?
1: Uh, not bad. Uh, we're uh, we're keeping this virus pretty well under wraps, even though there's, there's, there's uh, mass license plates all over the, the place up here. So. Uh, not not a bad place to be. Uh, I, uh, relatively isolated. I'm just coming into the city, though. I'm not. I'm going to miss it when the you know if the Sox actually get back playing, and you're not actually allowed to go to the ballpark. So <laughs>
0: now, did, did the uh, vacation land Manor plate holders uh, resent the presence of all the Massachusetts people?
1: Uh, how much are they spending? I see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that no. I mean, it's you know. It, we get out there, too, and I, I, I work there, and uh, sure. I, I think the Massachusetts people tend to drive a little bit better when they're up here, to, to use that cliche, and uh, I drive a lot worse when I'm in Boston, so yeah. it all evens out, but, uh, you know, it's uh, you know, good yeah. to have people here.
0: So, so the driving thing is a geographic thing. It's where you are. You're going to drive the way you're supposed to drive when you're there, right? That's right. Yeah, know your role. Well, so now you have a boogie board. You're, uh, now, are you uh, anywhere near a beach? <laughs> Yeah, about a mile away. Oh, Jesus, are you kidding me? So you got it knocked. Forget coming to Boston. Stay away from <laughs> Suffolk County, man. You want to get the get the big COVID. Uh, stay up there. Do everything from there. I'm doing my radio show from my house.
1: Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Uh, a- I can't complain, you know. The, the ice cream shop halfway to uh, halfway there, so you can uh, walk down, get an ice cream, keep going. But uh have got to cross Route 1, so it's a little bit a little treacherous. But, uh, yeah, it's a tough
0: life. You got a mile from the beach. I really feel sorry for you, Chad. I really do. Uh,
1: yeah, I know. It's, it's good for sympathy.
0: All right, so what do you do when you say, okay, you saw the ratings. I know I saw your tweet. Uh, your tweets right. about them. The ratings at WEEI were just awful. I mean, I got to be honest here. They, I've never seen ratings so
1: sucky. Yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, I've been covering this i think since 2009 in terms of the media stuff um so this is i've probably covered 40 ratings books and uh it's not more than that and um i've never seen it as lopsided as this there are some numbers that uh 98.5 got felgar and maz got an afternoon driver uh Top of my head, I think it was like a 192 in either April or uh, March or April 192, uh, and they, yeah, and then over an 18 in another another month. But I've never seen anything like that. Um, and conversely, in the same time slots, uh, if you don't add in the the, the stream and uh, what they get for Boston listeners and WVI, uh, the Providence based station. Uh, I think it was a 3.9 before that stuff uh, for for Glenn and uh, Maloney and Fourier. It ended up going. You got to you got to count the stream there because it counts for 9.85, and it got them up into a, a I think a four or five or four something. But yeah. still, that was just it was, they got absolutely crushed. And um, you know, I I wasn't expecting any sports radio station to have eye numbers. No, no, because people are people aren't in their cars, you know. But. Uh, um, I, I was shocked by the numbers in afternoon drive and uh, the, uh, overall across the board on uh, Wei. Uh, sort of stunned by the, well, uh, it, how low the numbers were.
0: Now, why were you shocked?
1: <laughs> um, I I mean because I, I guess out of habit I, I, for for the last ten years or well, since ninety eight five launched in uh, 2000, August two thousand eight. Yeah, and. Uh, 2008, 2009. It was right around when I first started, maybe 2008. And uh, they, uh, they almost immediately became a rival where both stations got really good numbers. And so I've been writing about it for, for 12 years here, 11, 12 years, as a rivalry, as yeah. the sports radio rivals in, in in Boston. And there have been times where WDI has won, and, uh, you know, Callahan and, and – Kirk Minahan beat toucher and Rich a few times. Right. Um, well, Kirk Kirk, Kirk Minahan is, is celebrating this. The Glenn, be, Glenn has beaten Felder before. It, it, it's a long time ago, but. It happened, and uh, now... It was 2012. You know, it, it, yeah. It's lopsided. And,
0: 2012. Uh, I, I guess I have to start thinking of it that way. Well, Minahan, of course, is, started, and he, he who more than him would celebrate something like this? I mean, this is what he does. He celebrates when something some really bad things happen to anybody that he knows he's going to be all over that story. But he did this whole cancel WEI thing on Twitter. And it was even yeah. trending. It was trending nationally, uh, and that's like, boy, I tell you. I mean, I got. I still have a. I still have a friend at EEI. It was Glenn. I'm Glenn's a friend of mine. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think of anybody else that might on that be on that list. Uh, this is not good news for the management of WEEI, the staff, or the uh, or the program director.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm surprised some of this stuff is remaining in place um, even going into this book. Uh, you know, there was all the talk. A couple, I guess it was over last winter, about, uh, there were rumors about them becoming country station and that David Fields was reaching out, the head of Intercom was reaching out to agents asking if uh, they had uh, people that might fit in the Boston market. So um, there was talk that wholesale changes are coming then. And, you know, when something goes down the drain uh, or really struggles and struggles for a prolonged length of time, Usually it starts with management. It doesn't start with the uh, on-air personnel, it starts with the people hiring that personnel. And uh, for whatever reason, there haven't, hasn't been any consequences there yet in management or uh, in terms of the, the changes they've made on the air. And if you look, I mean, Glenn, you know, he was let go and he came back. Bill Zachary brought him back. Uh, Dale was let go for a little while. Even though he stayed on weekends. Dale Arnold and came back in midday. Or came back in afternoon drive. Isn't back on midday? These are the same guys that had in the early '90s uh, with those hiatuses. It's uh, it feels like a, a, a scale station that uh, can't really figure out a way to make uh, how to appeal to younger listeners or how to draw that big audience that they used to have. And you know, Kirk was a popular personality there. Jerry Callahan was. Um, I should note that. Uh, last spring, their numbers were actually lower in the morning than they are right now. And the last spring, it was Mike Manansky and Jerry. Jerry got let go the day after. Wait a minute, the Mike, Mike who?
0: Mike, Mike who? <laughs> What's that? Is, what was that last guy, that other guy's name? Mutt Manansky, what was it?
1: I never... Yeah, I could, I, I, I could explain more about his career arc to you. <laughs> hey, hey, Chad.
0: <laughs> hey, Chad, if you, as a seasoned veteran and uh, having observed the Boston area, uh, the market for a long time, if yeah. you if you were granted qualified immunity and you could adjust or rearrange W E I, what would you do to fix it? I,
1: I honestly don't know because one of the things they've really done a terrible job of is developing young talent. You say clean house, but who do they bring in? I, I mean, is there somebody in the market you say, uh, we should really hire that guy? That's who we build around. And uh, if you you know, I take somebody from 985, they're all signed. Everybody over there has a new contract. Sure, has signed a new deal within the last three years. So uh, you're not you're not fucking away, uh, you know. Say if you wanted Tony Mazz or, or Hardy from the middays or whatever. Yeah, they're all uh, signed up. You're not getting them
0: now. That would mean that would mean, based on what I'm seeing with these ratings, uh, that means uh, Felger must make two million dollars a year and Mutt makes about twenty five thousand. <laughs>
1: oh man. <laughs> I don't know if it goes on scale based on ratings, but uh, you know, you're probably not that far off.
0: You know, you, the <laughs> mutt, you say you know those things where they say, say two point when you have like a sequel to something. You know, <clears throat> with mutt it's like the sequel. It's not the sequel. It's the, it's the fifth in a series of shows that he's ruined, and it's mutt two point
1: nine. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's he's been on uh, almost every day part there, right, except for afternoon drive, and I guess he. Yeah. Probably did the updates on uh, something yeah. like that, and they want they another. wonder
0: why their numbers are down. <laughs> you know, hey uh, Chad, I got the, you know what we have for you because I know this about you. Not I think first of all, you're, I think you're a, a fine writer and a hell of a good guy. He's <laughs> any, anybody's three times on this podcast. We like him right, yeah. guys? No, that's right. Uh, but, but this the, is only a you, second time, isn't you, it? You, no, I no, think it's his third. third? Oh, yeah, three. wow, oh, yeah. the hat, hat trick. trick. Okay, so Butch Hobson is your number one like guy. You're like the biggest Butch Hobson fan. I think that exists, and we've talked about the fact we gave you a quiz one time when you were on here and you did okay but i don't know that this you're going to pass this one all right you ready for this
1: i don't know if i passed the last one because it wasn't about
0: butch hobson (laughs) all right well these are all butch hobson questions and there are 10 of them and to get a passing grade you need to get six six out of ten i can do that yep here we go butch hobson had his highest batting average with runners in scoring position at 268 (laughs) how many grand slams did he hit during his career
1: Hmm. 268. I'm going to say one because I don't remember one off Jim Kern. He hit none. Wow. He didn't hit Grand Slam? Nope. Oh, maybe it was a three run homer. Ah! It was a three run homer. I, saw him, a, game. I saw him what. hit a
0: three run homer in a scorching hot day against Cleveland at Fenway Park. Louis Tian pitched a complete game. It was 101 degrees at Fenway, and Butchie had a three run homer to win it for him. But that's that was not-
1: 77. Yeah. Bob Ryan was just talking about that on Twitter.
0: Uh, that was the hottest day ever that I ever saw. I was sitting right at three behind the third base dugout, and I I, I, I felt like, uh, honestly, uh, like my nuts felt like steamed clams. I was sitting in there. It was, like, so hot. <laughs> All right, question two. There was only one opponent Butch hit over 300 against. Which opponent was that?
1: <laughs> well, it wasn't hard drugs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. these. are not and you call yourself uh, a Butch say, Hobson uh, fan. Over three hundred against. Yeah. Um
0: I'll say Baltimore. Detroit. Which spot Detroit. In the, yep? which spot in the order was Butch most effective at? Seventh, eighth, or ninth in the batting order?
1: Well, people everybody thinks he hit ninth on that seventy seven, seventy eight team, but he usually hit eighth. Um I'm gonna say though I'm gonna say seventh, just uh,
0: probably there's a lot fewer at bats there. He was best in ninth at a 274 clip. Come on. I'm telling you, you are one for three. Are you? Did he get one? Two for three. No, yeah, you two. didn't have Detroit and you didn't have the Grand <laughs> Slams? Well, he did have the, uh, the three-run homer. We'll give him that as a half but a that point. That doesn't count. Well, sure. I'll take that one. That's it, all I'm gonna get. You, he's Mike a, Mikey, he's uh, our he's our guest. This, this is good stuff though. <laughs> I did some heavy fucking research here, <laughs> fellas. All right. Was Butch to get at least one. Was Butch Butch but, hello, but bit that be pay. was Butch better during day games or night games? So you got 50 50,
1: fifty 50 shot at this one. I feel like day games are pretty rough for Butch, knowing what we know now, but uh yeah, you know what? I'm going against. I'm going against my instincts. I'll say day games. Day games is right.
0: Two sixty-five compared to two forty in night games. All right. The hangover
1: ain't kicked in yet.
0: In his career, did Butch Hobson have more stolen bases or intentional walks?
1: Hmm. Well, he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't a, exactly Tommy Harper. So he, intentional walks. He would have been batting eighth and ninth. I'll say intentional walks. You're right again. He
0: uh, he had 12 intentional walks in his career, and he had 11 stolen bases. And, by the way, he was caught nine times. So you got that one right. I think that's about three right so far, right? Yeah. All right. Good. Who had more career triples, Butch, Hobson, or Manny Ramirez? <laughs> I remember you railing about Manny's triples. Yeah, right. I got to say Butch exactly butch had 23 manny had 20 can you imagine being a 300 hitter with 500 and something home runs <laughs> and all those at best, compared to butch that only played eight years and you you can't get more than 20 triples you you don't hustle you do That's not hustle god damn it yeah but you got defense. when you hit the ball hard you got to start running instead of just sitting around looking like i mean he used to take forever to get to first you know that Manny, I'm talking. I think about. my
1: favorite home run possibly of all time is the one Manny hit against the Angels in 2007 where he just stands there with his arms raised. Yeah, I know. The man. one off K-Rod. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's,
0: you know, that's Muhammad Ali. That's Dick Raditz walking off the mound after his save. The arms in the air. Uh, all right. Uh, worst ballpark for Butch to hit in was?
1: Worst ballpark.
0: Yes, with a, with an 086 batting average.
1: Huh. Let's see. 086, That wouldn't be the Yankees. I'll say, um, I'll say
0: the the big A in Anaheim. Actually, he was very good in Anaheim. Uh, I think that was his second best ballpark after Detroit. I think it's Kansas City. Uh, 086, One homer, three RBIs with seventy at bats.
1: Now they all sucked in Kansas City in the 70s. <laughs>
0: all right, let's see. Butch managed the Red Sox for three years. Four hundred thirty nine games. He was the manager. How many wins within five <laughs> four
1: hundred and thirty nine games yep oh because that includes the uh ninety four right the strike that's all four um, thir- all all four hundred
0: thirty nine butch hops and managed ball games for the for the Red sox they weren't fun back then were they
1: I'm gonna say four thirty nine I'm gonna say two hundred and five
0: 207. Wow. Bingo. All right. Man, you, you were starting to really pull back into this thing. All right, here we go. It gets two more tough ones, and this is it. Butch Hobson has a bunch of kids, <laughs> he has seven children. All right. <laughs> now, which of these following names is not one of Butch Hobson's sons?
1: Well, it's Casey. Play the Blue oh, oh, case. Hold on,
0: um, players will please refrain from answering the question until the question is finished being asked. <laughs> the, the, the four choices are Casey, Skeeter, Clall Jr., or Noah.
1: What's what's the second one there? Skeeter. Skeeter. Casey. Well, I know Casey. Skeeter. Clall. Uh, he's Clall Jr., so he's not a Clall Jr.
0: <laughs> he does know Butch Johnson pretty well. <laughs> You're right. And there's, uh, Skeeter is also not one of his kids. I made that up. <laughs> Ske- I just sounded good. Skeeter Hobson. Yeah. Where are you from? Best of Alabama. <laughs> All right. So you got that one right. So if, I think you got six right now, but here, let's give you the final one. Uh, what year was Butch Hobson arrested for cocaine possession in Rhode Island?
1: Oh, man. That would have been. Uh, I'm going to get it within a year here. I think 1996.
0: Oh, 96. 96. 96. But we're going to give Chad Finn the victory cake for the winning answer. He got six out of ten. Congratulations, Chad. <laughs> you passed the test. That's right. We get this quick commercial here for betonline.ag. It's the only one we do, and we like it well, that man. way. Uh, there's absolutely no shortage of action going on. The exclusive betting partner, betonline.ag. Sports are like trying to make their way back. UFC, NASCAR, soccer, I don't know, You know, maybe football coming up. You could do some futures. Betonline.ag has the best odds for the upcoming matches this weekend in those aforementioned sports. If you need more, BetOnline has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening every single day just for laughs. Check it out. Uh, looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline has hundreds of live casino games and nude strippers. Oh wait a minute, hold on—that's yes. wrong. Wrong page. Poker tournaments and all the best props in the business. Uh, visit BetOnline.ag. Use your mobile device and join now to receive your new welcome bonus, which is Ben CLNS50. 50. CLNS50 50, and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Oh. How's that for a commercial read, huh? That was great. Chad, let me ask you a question going back to the uh, radio conversation we were having. And you mentioned how there were some rumblings about EEI potentially going away over the winter or the previous winter, whatever it was. Have you heard any rumblings about another sports station coming into town? Because that's something that's been seemingly percolating for years now.
1: Not recently. There was a legitimate possibility of it. Uh, I'll say. I mean, my timelines are are, are all screwed up right now, but uh, uh, probably about a year, year and a half ago, NBC Sports Boston was looking into it, and they were, uh, if I remember correctly, they were going to try and build it around their own personalities, so uh, Michael Holly, Tom Current, the people you see on there, I guess maybe Tangway, and they they had looked into it and decided not to do it. But uh, if you look at the regional cable networks that NBC Sports owns. Um, a lot of them are affiliated with radio stations, and you know, at that point in time, both stations in Boston were still, for the most part, doing really well. And there was the thought that you know, Patriots are Super Bowl champions, uh, Red Sox, Bruins, Celtics are all contenders, but uh, there's a, there's room for a third station here, third yeah. sports station that could succeed, but uh ultimately they made the decision in the end not to do it that that's the last time i really heard about that as a possibility how about, how
0: about this if you could create a third sports station and you could cherry pick from whoever is out there sports wise what would you put together from morning midday, okay and okay mud mud in the morning then this. what
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean i don't if you could take away from the other stations right now yeah um Boy, that's tough because I, I just think people have done a terrible job at developing and, and finding young talent and, uh, in in the Boston market I mean uh, I think if you put every show on 985 had to have against what we is putting out there right now the, the, the ratings suggest that you just take the 985 shows um, I would probably want more of a sports show in the morning um, you know both of the I, Hill's kind of the morning zoo thing a little bit, and Toucher and Rich is certainly that. Uh, but uh, I, I still kind of, uh, you know, Dino and, and Jerry weren't exactly my thing, but I liked their approach to doing the, the show. Their sports and, content uh, was enough for you in, in the old yeah, thing. water cooler topics. Yeah, you know that's what Dino always used to say, and I, I think that would work. And I, 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 it feels like the two morning shows are, are a little bit too much alike right now. That there's probably room for something else, but. uh I don't know if you. I guess if you're building it around one personality, just based on what the ratings are right now and what they've been for the last 10 years, you would have to go with, go for Felger first. How much? Uh, just-
0: how much money do you figure the the uh, W E I or Intercom lost by not being able to have the Red Sox just on this one station? I mean, they have sports uh, uh, programming all across the country in the Intercom chain, but just in Boston alone, do you have any idea what that what the damage has been to, from this COVID shit? It's kind of hurt.
1: Oh, I have no idea. I mean, uh, what's the what's the contract there? I think it's twenty million bucks a year, right? So it's uh, oh, it's probably a little less than that since no, they no, It's but, significant. Uh, I it, think it's closer. I, to 12 I can't now. imagine. You can think of all the jokeous dig reads for. Uh, you know, you right. grapes on sale for about forty nine a pound at Shaw's right now. Dollar forty nine. Don't get any of that, or, uh, and more and more. You know, just listen to the Red Sox broadcast. Uh, they they squeezed in more um, advertising and promos than uh, probably any radio baseball broadcast I can think of. And one's the same way. So. Uh, the money there is is uh, probably pretty close to uncalculable right now. It, it keeps uh, Smitty less busy recording. Joe,
0: you know, boundless bananas, fifty nine cents a pound <laughs> this week at Shaw's. Uh, now, so the, the the programming is is one thing. Aside, does is it possible in a market the size of Boston for my ex uh, intern and producer Joey Zarbano, to maintain? his employment position based on what has just happened? I mean, I remember getting him out of, uh, you know, protective custody when he was drunk at Planet Mikey We had to go down to the police station and get Joey. But he was only 20. Wait a minute, was he drinking underage? <laughs> no, but the point is he's had this job now, and, and it's, it's not good. I, don't, I just don't understand how someone can maintain in, under circumstances
1: like this. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's up to David Field and Intercom, uh in terms of you know, what, what, where they place the blame and uh, who faces the consequences for things going off the rails here. But uh, it's been bad for a while now. And uh, I, I don't know, if you look back on their personnel decisions, what, what ones have worked? I mean, I, I like Rich Keith uh, quite a bit, but that shows getting terrible ratings. Yep. You know, you can't say say that it's worked out the way they thought it was going to work out. Even I like Rich, day. too.
0: I mean, I, one that worked out well for, for everybody was when they blew me out. <laughs> that worked out nicely for me. I mean, look at me right now. I've got an empire going. Uh, I want to ask you something, Chad Finn, of The Globe and of the Boston.com website. Uh, do you have any uh, TV commercials that you really, really, really hate? Because i got a list going here, and uh, we actually would like to have – you know, professional media critics' analysis of these choices. Are you ready for TV that? Co- yeah, let's, let's hear it. Okay, the first one is the hearing aid, the, the, the deaf hearing aid guy whose son tells him uh, that he Yeah, lo- I mean, This is on all the time. It's for a vento, is some hearing aid. Listen. I love you, Dad. What? I love you. What? <laughs> I found myself saying that all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the guy, the Avento the guy. He's, for some reason, annoys the shit out of me. I don't know what it is. What channel are you watching? I've never heard that before. Uh, me neither. So I'm they, glad you said that because they were both minute, talking about the ad before they're, we went on the air with this show. And I was like, what they They're working together. The, the father's over there. The son's over here. They're making stools. Like, they're... Stool samples. But the end of the commercial is the best part. Well, at the end, but here's the guy. The guy, he goes, I love you, Dad. And then he goes, and when I realized it, huh? I just stopped saying it. And my life changed. I stayed home. I stayed home and night. just made stool just samples. On everything. <laughs> I felt <laughs> like that I had stopped. Nobody right. loved me anymore. And the, this goddamn company wants to get $3,000 for one ear. Well, I can't hear shit. And uh, yeah. uh, So the, but I just hate that commercial. Okay? okay, that's number one. Entry number one. Number two is uh, a birth control commercial for a product called NURX, N-U-R-X. And they the have- doctor is
1: such a pain. Oh, the old way of getting birth control. Have the exam, and they got to call the pharmacy, and then the pharmacy's got to call you. I first saw NURX on Instagram, okay. and I thought...
0: All right, all right. So these girls are complaining, Chad <laughs> and guys, because they have to go out and get birth control and uh, uh, you know first of all there every single girl in the commercial is so ugly they don't need birth control <laughs> oh, oh, oh man they don't did you see him who's that girl with a nose ring and she's got the eyebrow ring and she's got a ring around the collar and she's got other rings ringworm <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I mean,
0: come on, man! And uh, since I thought
1: that was a clip from Wei's afternoon <laughs> Garage show.
0: I mean, since when do they have to talk about their birth control? First of all, all you're doing is advertising the fact that even though you're sin ugly, you're you're going out having sex with whomever, right? All right, that's the second one. I don't know this ad either. I still don't know what channels you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send you clips of all like of them. like Matlock during the day? <laughs> like stuff airs.
1: Yeah, Murder, yeah. she wrote. Me what TV.
0: Yeah. All right, and the final one that I hate more than any, maybe, is this one. It's for the <laughs> carousel toenail fungus treatment shit. Oh, that stuff works great. Yeah, I know this one. <laughs> <You> <laughs> Listen to this. Great. You look great, too. <laughs> I
1: just started using Carousel like a week These ago.
0: These are two toenails talking Only to each other. starts improving. Okay, play, play those two toenails talking to each other. They're two women. They take the toenail, and they paint the face <laughs> of a woman on the toenail, and here they are talking That's to each other. That's why we look so good. <laughs> Only one week. Yeah. Only carousel. You're fungus. You don't look good. I don't give a shit how much makeup you're wearing. You're fungus. <laughs> I, and it. I don't like looking at toes anyway. You know, I guess it's worse if they're, you know— Peasant toes with uh, with peasant <laughs> toes. It's stuck. You're meat. often looking at peasant toes. Well, I'm just saying. I've seen bad High toes. To your manner, you know. I've seen toes so bad, you got to call a tow truck for these people. Uh, I love but, you, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> huh? Anyway, so the father can't hear shit. Doesn't know his son loves him. Look at him. They're making stool samples. They're making stools in the basement. The father can't hear shit. He could say, "Hey, Dad, why don't you include me on your will? And give me every fucking penny you have, huh?" What? What? Hey. Oh, you know. <laughs> what happened? Anyway. So those are three. I thought we'd give them some awards. Uh, Chad Finn, thanks. You get an award for being on the podcast for the third time. Yes. We hope you have a great summer up there in Maine and uh, keep up the great work. And uh, you, you, we'll be looking for your headline when finally W E I goes country. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hackfin is always glad to be at your service. Hopefully, Good. I get down there. Uh, we can do this in person again at some point. Well, that once they, they. I think
0: they came out with a new, uh, maybe a vaccine today. So maybe that, maybe sooner than later. But thanks for coming on, man. You bet, my friend. Take care. Good talking to you. That's, All right. And so we come to the end of another broadcast day. This is the Planet Mikey podcast with frequency f- pungent number 17A.144 serving transmitter XL link 6A.